pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Good morning, everybody, and welcome into Lincoln Live on KFOR. It's 845. This is Dale Johnson spending some quality time with Lincoln Mayor Lirion Gaylor Baird. Happy holidays, Mayor. Hey, happy holidays, Dale. Nice to be with you again. Let's go back to yesterday's city council meeting. That's where we'll start our conversation today. I, I don't think anyone disagrees that Lincoln's floodplain regulations need to be updated. I heard John Carlson say that rain data used now was written back in 1961, so it's long overdue. That's right. But uh, one of the differences between supporters of uh, the city proposed changes and uh, a group opposing them is, is what's being called a one-size-fits-all solution. And I'm wondering, uh, by the way, that requires too many restrictions in some areas and not enough in other areas, according to uh, Kent Seacrest, who represented that group. But anyway, is that a deal breaker, in your opinion? Well, I think it's an odd complaint when you consider that today we have a standard that applies to all areas of the floodplain. So that's arguing kind of against the existing protections we have, let alone anything new. So I, I guess I don't, I don't know how to respond to that kind mm -hmm. of a complaint. I mentioned Ken Seacrest. He represented the, the group of businesses and developers and city organizations that oppose it. Uh, they'd like a six-month delay. They'd like to see a study, unless the city makes changes to the recommendations already on the table. Uh, what's, what's your sense of willingness this morning uh, to make changes to those recommendations? Mm -hmm. Well, I think we've demonstrated our willingness to make changes based on the uh, incredibly extensive input we have received from engineers, from developers, from our community. Uh, our initial proposal was developed in 2021, and it went through a public process. And at the end, people wanted more time, so we paused. We were planning to introduce these proposals a year ago. We paused. We did another series of community workshops and allowed for further conversation and collaboration. And we've made over a dozen changes to the initial proposal. So I think we've clearly demonstrated our willingness to collaborate and compromise and, and try to find a solution that works for everyone. I mentioned... Uh Mr. Seacrest represented a coalition of businesses, developers, and civic organizations. This reminds me, with their opposition, a friend of mine once told me, he said, just follow the money. You'll find out why someone either supports something or opposes something. Just follow the money. Is this a money uh, opposition on the point of businesses, developers, and civic organizations? Well, I can't speak for their motivations, but I would challenge the notion that there is a large coalition. And I think if you talk to folks who are being mentioned publicly as parts of it, uh, you would find that they have not had votes of their board to support the uh, stances being taken by Mr. Seacrest and, you know, have merely been invited to meetings to gain information. And so I think that, I think the, you know, the scope of that coalition has been overstated. And one final point from yesterday's council meeting. Uh, Mr. Seacrest pointed out that uh, state and federal flood laws do not require raising the base 
floodplain elevation on property adjacent to the floodplain. So in other words, the footprint of the building, there are some uh, proposals in the, in the city regulation changes that would widen that out uh, to adjacent property. And then there's also buffers along streams and corridors. Why include that stipulation in those regulations? You know, this is about protecting people and property from the increased risk of flooding. This is a public safety issue. Uh, this is something that we have a moral and you know, legal obligation to ensure we are implementing. We have outdated maps. We are working through all kinds of solutions to address this problem, including revising those maps so that we can communicate to the best of our ability the facts of and about the risk of flooding in our community. Uh, this applies to a small percentage of people in our community. Only about 16% of Lincoln is in the floodplain. So this is not a far-reaching, this is a very limited scope, but it's a very important scope for public safety and particularly for the more vulnerable and lower-income uh, folks who are living in our floodplain today. Um, this is something that we are approaching not only with this proposed set of changes, but also with the ongoing work at the Lincoln Water System to implement structural solutions, to communicate with residents, and to ensure that everyone knows how to make decisions that keep them safe from the increased risk of flooding that we face today. Mayor Gaylor Bayer joining me on Lincoln Live. In about an hour and a half, Mayor, you will update citizens on the Lincoln on the Move report. You and other city leaders, including Liz Elliott from LTU. Would you share some of what you will be detailing at 1030? Yeah. Yeah, we are hosting a news conference, as you said, later this morning to showcase the progress we've made in year three of our Lincoln on the Move initiative, which is repairing streets and strengthening our infrastructure. That's, of course, something we do. Uh, we know how important that is to our residents, to our economy, to the safety of the traveling public, to our neighborhoods, to our schools. So it is a top priority. And over this past year, uh, we have invested nearly $17 million into 15 different street projects all across our community thanks to the Lincoln on the Move initiative. So we'll be highlighting some of those investments and sharing more about that program. Mayor, I went back and looked at all the charts and graphs since the quarter cent sales tax increase kicked in in October of 2019. Mm -hmm. In 36 months since the sales tax took effect, revenue has exceeded expectations in all but four of those months, March, mm -hmm. April, May, and June of 2020. And those were months hit hard by COVID. So tens of millions of dollars more generated above the estimates. Uh, will you be telling people, citizens and the media, where that extra money is going and how it's being used? Yeah, I mean, it's all going to the voter-approved purposes of improving streets and building new ones and growth areas of our community, as well as a percentage that helps with the um, safety projects of the Railroad Transportation Safety District. So we will definitely be sharing that. And I, I mean, it is wonderful that we have been through this program, because of this extra quarter cent that voters approved, we've been able to go above and beyond our existing street budget by about over 20 percent in each year of the of the um, Lincoln on the Move initiative. So that is getting a lot more done for our community and I think people are feeling that all across the community. Well I'm amazed Mayor too when I went back and looked at the the charts themselves out of 36 months all but four months have exceeded the expectations of the mm -hmm. quarter cent city sales tax. I uh, yeah. kudos to consumers who are out there and buying and spending and plus uh, 
with the exception of COVID that kicked in and the four months where it was greatly impacted, uh, the revenue has been above expectations. Yeah, we're really pleased to have been able to invest those dollars right back into the priority that people uh, voted for, which is fixing our streets and building out new ones to support the growth of our community. All right, Mayor, let's go back to Thursday uh, and the update on changes made within the Lincoln Police Department uh, to claims of harassment and discrimination. This is all centered on, a, on an almost 60-page assessment report. And in that report, a national firm came up with 28 recommended changes, and it's being reported that five of those changes are being implemented. I, this, this, this point, it, it keeps, keeps eating at my brain. Why those five? You had 28 from which to choose. What was special about those five? Oh, it's not limited to those five. We have been making changes even prior to receiving the report from 21CP, 21st Century Policing Solutions, the consulting firm that helped assess our department, talked to people within the department, got, uh, did surveys, examined our policies and processes, and made those recommendations. So I'm really pleased with the amount of work that has been done both prior to and since receiving those recommendations. And I just want to hop in and clarify um, some of the major changes that we made even before we got the 21CP report, because I think that they do require some clarification. I heard your conversation with Councilwoman Ward, and I want to make sure that you have the full picture. I mean, first and foremost, of course, we are committed to providing a workplace free of discri discrimination and harassment, and that's why in February of 2022, February of this year, I signed off on an executive order that created a new EEO policy. And that policy designates our HR team and our HR director as the EEO officer and, and department responsible for EEO investigations. And we've been making that transition over the course of this year with a new HR director and new staff coming on board. And so, you know, in the, in the meantime, as we've been building out our HR team, we've been using outside investigators to conduct EEO investigations for LPD, and HR continues to be the lead on that work. So I just want to be clear that there, that's a major structural change within the city of Lincoln organization that reduces conflicts of interest and potential of perception of conflicts of interest. You mentioned that you heard my conversation with Council Chair Tammy Ward. Then you heard her say that she wants officer behavior addressed, saying, quote, it's been long enough, end quote. So my follow-up is then what is being done to specifically address root causes of harassment discrimination retaliation which which former officers say have been going on for decades well i'm not sure to what she specifically was referring but again we are looking at how to ensure that our departments and lpd and the entire city of lincoln Oregon organization continuously improves because we are committed to a culture of excellence and creating a safe work environment for all and as a part of the LPD work specifically I mean we have been creating different levels of supervision within the organization we have been creating new training opportunities new support for mental health and well-being of our officers we received a grant from the department of justice cops office to help support that work we've changed the way that we do evaluations and promotions to address uh, any perceived conflicts of interest and to make sure that it's as objective as a process as possible and of course we have uh, you know created 
broader awareness of the policies regarding our EEO and opportunities to file complaints should people have them. Mayor Gaylor Bayard, for just a few minutes left on the conversation on Lincoln Live. Mayor, Wednesday, uh, it's going to be a cold morning to celebrate the South Lincoln Beltway officially opening up to traffic, but you'll be there. The governor is scheduled to be there. Just uh, some thoughts about the 11-mile, $352 million project. Oh, it's so exciting to be getting across the finish line with this project. This is a really important project that supports our community and our region you know this is going to help move commerce through our region it's going to help promote the growth of our city and it really enhances public safety because we'll be seeing as what we expect are those large trucks that currently travel on formerly highway 2 now nebraska parkway those trucks will be opting instead to to travel on the south beltway um, reducing truck traffic on nebraska parkway and we think that will reduce congestion, we hope, and certainly make the commute safer for smaller cars. You use the correct term, Mayor, Nebraska Parkway. I still haven't been able to master that <laughs> yet. It's still Highway 2. We'll give you some time. It's an okay. adjustment. All right. Uh, City Council Member Jane Raybould is going to the legislature, so her District 3 seat is uh, about to open up. What's your role in replacing a City Council Member? Well, at first, I just want to offer my congratulations to Councilman Raybould, now Senator-elect Raybould. Um, that is an exciting uh, move for her and our community. Um, she, of course, has a lot of experience having been on the council for eight years and then also prior to that as a county commissioner. With regards to the vacancy that that creates in the council, I expect the process will unfold largely as it did when I assumed my role as mayor and left a vacancy on the council. Um, the city charter puts that responsibility um, squarely in the hands of the council. There's no official role for me, but they will be accepting applications or are accepting applications and ultimately will have a chance to deliberate, discuss, and vote on who to replace uh, Councilman Rambold for the rest of that term. All right, Mayor, we have 60 seconds, and I set you up for this before we started. We talked earlier on the morning show about a song that we would remove from our playlist. We've heard it enough. I don't want it on my list. Rick Askley was Askley, Ashley, Askey is, is, was mine. What's yours? Mine is Can't Stop the Feeling by Justin Timberlake. I could, I could go through life never hearing that song again. I've heard it so many times. You know, I think the next time I hear that will be the first time. Oh, well, I've hey, I'll that. take it off my playlist and put it on yours. Okay, <laughs> I'll put Rick Askley on, on your playlist. No thanks. How does that, no thanks? <laughs> no thanks. Good, good for you. Hey, uh, quickly, what's Christmas look like for the uh, Gaylor Bayard family? Oh, it looks like lots of cousins and family coming into town okay. and lots of good food and, you know, uh, quiet times, I hope. <laughs> Friends and family. Yeah. That's what it's all about, Mayor. Maybe an ugly sweater party. I, you know. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'll send a Rick Askley CD over to your house, and you can pop oh. that bad boy on when you get oh everybody, everybody out there. Um, I'll think of you when I do. Okay. Well, thank you. Mayor Gaylor Bayard, thank you, Mayor. Happy holidays to you. Happy holidays to you and your listeners, Dale.